0: Hello and a warm welcome to a new edition of Fizzball Inside, the podcast magazine of the International Fizzball Association. And today we have special guests from the upcoming Under-18 World Championships in Grießkirchen. Hello and a warm welcome to Florencia Schwana from Chile and Matthias Jung, as well as Gabriel Hack from Novo Hamburgo in Brazil. A warm welcome to you. So all you three made the way to the city, the lovely city of Grieskirchen. Uh, so ladies first, Florencia, let's start with you. How was your trip to Grieskirchen?
1: Um, it was definitely a long trip. Um, the flights are extensive. We, was, we were really tired uh, at the beginning, uh, the first days, but now we're okay. We're staying with uh, Priscilla in the same um,
0: Accommodations. So, yeah. <laughs> Coming to the Brazils, uh, you arrived a little bit earlier because you had to go to a quarantine. And uh, maybe Jess can uh, explain us a little bit how was your way to the World Championships? Was there any training possibility for you in Brazil? How did it work out?
2: Uh, so we had a little complications due to COVID to get together and train until around. April and May we weren't sure if we would be able to get our national team uh, together so that we could have a selection but things got better it seemed that it was for us to come here and we could play but only for two or three months and the trip was uh, a bit I don't know how to explain about it, complicated. complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Many <laughs> uncertainties, but yeah.
0: In, in the end, you told me uh, in the pre-conversation uh, that you are more or less from two clubs. What was the special situation with that?
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, because uh, we are from the south of Brazil, the situation is different in each state. And when we were training uh, with uh, in Nova with our ma- first team, we invited the guys from the youth team of Sojipa to play with us and the youth from Novo and make like uh, our national, kind of national team with just the people around us to play because we couldn't call the people from other states because of the COVID restrictions and the COVID risks. So we got like a minimal number of people to train together with our first team. So we prepared against Novo playing with them. And then uh, we, we still uh, selected people from other states, but due to COVID they, and the risk and how they were not uh, like in the group because they weren't training and we don't play any competition since March 2020, we kind of made uh, the group with just people from the south of Brazil, from Sojipa and Novo Burgo. so we got this really small, uh, how can I say, diversity of teams to play it. But they prepared like together for two, three months, as Mathieu said, uh, playing with the, our first team in the Saturdays, Sundays. We played a little bit because we couldn't train before. Uh, the COVID situation was really bad, and then we, when we got free to play, we played almost every weekend to prepare and make a lot of re- uh, meetings to decide how we are going to do it, what we can do it, what we are hoping to that the situation get better so we can go. But Just like that, just go in, let it go in and see if it's possible. (laughs)
0: Uh, let's talk about a little bit more about the situation, 16 months of uh, pandemic. Um, how did you train or was there any communication within the sport of Feasball uh, in, in your club? Uh, was it possible to to stay in contact or what was the main thing you did we, uh, within these 16 months?
3: Yeah, exactly. Like the first, I think, four months of pandemics, we got like no training, like no online training, nothing. We were just like, oh, maybe next month is going to be better let's just make a pause relax a little bit but then uh, we see we saw that it wasn't going to work out and in August I think or September we start making a uh, trainings again in the club but only uh, individual training like in group but without sharing material playing against the wall uh, a small time of training uh, a small number of people in each training so it was like a little bit better but because we could see some people after four months, but the training wasn't that good and we, we were just like doing what we could. And uh, afterwards it's going to like better, so training with two people, training with three people. Then after some months we could play again some games, but then we, the COVID got worse and then we had to stop playing. And it was like for this, I think, three months going and stopping, going and stopping. And then uh, in, I think in March this year, we had to do like online trainings because the COVID was like one month without training. So we do try to do COVID, uh, online, but it wasn't that good because everyone was like having online classes in the computer. So when they were going to train fistball in the computer, wasn't that good, but then we tried different approaches, maybe seeing games of fisball of the world championships talking with uh, other fisball like stars like Fausto with the young ones so they got a little bit motivated but it was something like that it wasn't it, we were just working out the way we could
0: Florencia, how was the situation in Chile uh, okay. you had a, a special situation there as well
1: Yes so now we're all vaccinated and we can kind of play normal but at the beginning we had online trainings and it was complicated as well um, like uh, we have only two teams in Chile, uh, Llanquihue and Maipú, and uh, we could not train together for the uh, national team, so we had to kind of um, prepare everything online, and just uh, the trainer in Santiago and the trainer in Llanquihue talk to each other and like tell to each other how we're doing and what we shall uh, improve or not. But we actually never played together until now. Uh, the days here in Austria,
0: and yeah, was... and what what's your home club? Which wh- wh- one hey, of? I
1: play for
0: Monkey Way. Yeah. For you, I think these World Championships are uh, special in in another way as well, because the Women's World Championship, where you also participate, you play the under eighteen and the women's uh, team. Um, they had to have a a home uh, world championship Uh, and now it's away. Uh, This situation was already decided uh, many months ago Um, and then it was Switzerland and now uh, welcome to Austria.
1: Yes, Uh, we were prepared to travel uh, to Switzerland at first and then stay the three weeks uh, with the girls. Another girl from the under 18 is playing as well uh, both of the tournaments. And we were pre- prepared to stay the three weeks we had to, uh, but then we got all mixed up and now um, we're facing some uh, troubles and managing time and schedules, but we're, we're going to make it. <laughs>
0: Perfect. What about you guys? What are your aims uh, for the World Championships? You are the title defender in the under 18 competition. So uh, there's a pl- lot of pressure on your shoulders, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. But the, as I said before, we had a lot of adversities. And I think that's what make, makes Brazil so powerful during all World Championships. We have to face many adversities and we have a lot of capable, talented players. We aim to get the title again. I, had, uh, I was fortunate to be in the last World Championship, and I want to make Brazil the first other team other than Germany to conquer the title twice in a row. That's not something you know, anybody could do. I would be really happy to make it happen.
0: All the best for that. Um, you. Maybe you would like to comment also you are here with an under 18 female team and a male team, uh, but the women team is missing. Uh, I, I think that's also one point uh, which would have made the, the women's competition uh, much uh, Yeah, it's always good to have Brazil uh, in the competition there. Uh, You would like to comment on that? What happened? uh, Why it was not possible for your female team? Or is it just uh, the way it is?
3: Yeah, it's like I I don't know a lot because I wasn't the trainer or player for the female team, the women's team, but as I heard about it, uh, they couldn't come because the, the whole the major problem was that we the grand majority of the team would be the same girls from the under 18 team, and if they play the bowl championships, like they would be really tired and wouldn't be like good even from the women's championship or the under 18, team so it would be like not that good for them. And the other, I think, older uh, that could play just the women's championship uh, because we are not having championships and stuff, they opt to not come, I think so, I'm, I'm not that sure, but. It's something like that. That would be few girls, and we would have to play with a lot of young girls. So this, I think, is the major problem for this time.
0: And final and last question goes to Chile. Uh, so you missed the last World Championships uh, in Linz. Uh, so what was your trainer uh, saying? What is your main aim? Uh, how? Where should you finish uh, in the final ranking?
1: So we're actually aiming for the first place. We're going with with everything uh, and hoping to win. That's,
0: that's it. <laughs> I thank you so much, Florencia, Mateus and Gabriel, uh, taking your time uh, on the eve of the international restart of FISBOL on the IFA 2021 FISBOL World Championships in Greece, Griechskichen. Thank you. And uh, as we always finish our podcast and don't forget,
2: together we are
0: FISBOL.